Welcome to Worship on the Way to Work, a podcast about connecting with God in our workplaces. My name is Cara Martin. I'm a lecturer, speaker and author of the Workship books. And my name is Stephen Field, Senior Pastor of Canterbury Baptist Church in Melbourne, Australia. Whatever work you do, whatever work means to you, let's take this moment to remind ourselves that God is with us. We are here to worship God, the God who is revealed to us in Jesus and the God who has sent his Holy Spirit to us so the life of God might flow from us. We acknowledge that God is with us in our working lives and God takes delight in what we do. And we remember that God has a purpose for us in our work, to represent Jesus to the people around us and to represent those same people back to God. Let's start by acknowledging God's presence. Thank you, God creator of the world, that you have made us in your image, the image of a worker. Help us to know that our work is part of your greater work of seeing your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Today, as we prepare to start our working week, Let's hear the words of Psalm 71, verses 14 to 18. As for me, I shall always have hope. I will praise you more and more. My mouth will tell of your righteous deeds, of your saving acts all day long. Though I know not how to relate them all, I will come and proclaim your mighty acts, Sovereign Lord, I will proclaim your righteous deeds, yours alone. Since my youth, God, you have taught me, and to this day I declare your marvellous deeds. Even when I am old and grey, do not forsake me, my God, till I declare your power to the next generation, your mighty acts to all who are to come. Our Bible reading for today is from John chapter 13, verses 1 to 15. This was a key passage for learning about servant leadership. So we will now hear it through the filter of mentoring others. Hear the word of the Lord. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then, Lord, Simon Peter replied, Not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, 
Those who have had a bath only need to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Australia is losing young adults from their congregations. McCrindle Research reported that though those aged 20 to 39 make up 34% of the population, they represent just 21% of churchgoers. And that situation has only worsened since the pandemic. In America, Barna Group has done research on what would keep young adults in church. They say five things would make a difference. First of all, make room for meaningful relationships. Close personal friendships with young adults are a significant factor in them staying. Of those staying, half of them reported a mentoring relationship. Secondly, teach cultural discernment. They need guidance on how to meaningfully engage with culture and apply their faith to the problems they encounter in the world. Thirdly, create mentoring opportunities. Young adults want to be helped to discover their purpose and mission in the world with opportunities to serve the poor. Fourthly, teach the connection between vocation and discipleship. Young adults want help in discerning their calling, how they can apply their unique gifts and skills in the world, whether in the church or beyond. And finally, facilitate connection with Jesus. Young adults want to experience an intimate relationship with Jesus. The activity that incorporates all those five initiatives is mentoring. In my experience, young adults love to be mentored, particularly in terms of their work and discerning an alignment of purpose with God's mission in the world. We can all be part of the process of guiding those younger than ourselves. Jesus is the master mentor. Notice in our reading how he uses actions and not just words to convey his message. Notice how he lets Peter express a response and gently guides him rather than cutting him down. Notice how he has an attitude of serving them throughout and is clear about what they should emulate as they live and work. God wants people discipled for work. Let's come to God in prayer. Wherever you are in this moment, whether on public transport or in your car or at your workplace, quiet your mind and focus your heart. And let's pray. God wants people discipled for work. Have you ever been mentored, either formally or informally? Were those mentoring relationships positive or negative for you? Take some time to pray for those who have mentored you.
do you mentor others? Can you help young adults find the connection between vocation and their faith? Can you help them navigate the complex world of work? Share your thoughts with God. Now imagine God is with you right now. Maybe imagine God seated next to you asking, So, how's your week looking? What do you want to tell God about your working week ahead and particularly any new insights about mentoring? Dear God, you have given us your word as a precious resource to teach us about you. Thank you for providing the example of Jesus in mentoring. Help us to be wise as we seek to mentor others. Help us to be conscious that we are always being watched and we are always modeling behavior and attitudes to others. Help us to be intentional and strategic in our approaches to mentoring. Lead us to the people you want us to mentor and lead them to us. Guide us so we can teach others to be more effective in serving you and others at work. Amen. mentors in our lives. Recently I was in Malaysia and as a result of a workshop I ran on righteous working, a young architect decided he would need to leave his job because of the corruption in the industry. I suggested he contact two other Christian architects in his church and discuss his situation with them. You too can find people in your church community or Christians in your vocation who can either mentor you or whom you can mentor. We have heard the word of the Lord. We have been reminded that God wants people discipled for work. We have come before God in prayer, bringing ourselves and our workplaces before Him. So now it's time to go to work. Go into your day confident that the presence of God is with you. 
you for listening to Worship on the Way to Work. If you'd like to meet Kara and Stephen and be part of a community of people seeking to connect with God in their working lives, join the Worship on the Way to Work group on Facebook or LinkedIn. Links are in the show notes. If you know someone who would benefit from listening to this episode, please share it with them now. To offer your support and show your appreciation for what you have received today, you can give at the details in the show notes. Now for the benediction. As you enter your working day, may the light and the life of God's Spirit dwell richly with you. May He guide you through this day, protect you from all that might bring you harm, and may you know God's peace. And remember, God wants people discipled for work.